do your thing. Uh. Yeah, Mike, man, do your thing. Mike, start getting high right fire. now, dude. Wow. We want before and after. All right. You're, we'll get oh, yeah. higher. <laughs> get higher. Uh, now, remember, don't go nowhere. We Don't go nowhere tonight because we got a surprise for you. Oh, we're yeah. Gonna, we're going to get on camera and everything. Oh, is she coming out of the cake? Yep, she's coming. Oh, uh, yeah, bro. Yep, dildos in hand. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Get ready, partner. That birth, that little Christmas gift's coming early. Oh, yeah. Open that, that present. <laughs> that big Christmas gift. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Santa came early this year. Mm-hmm. Right, coming down that yeah, chimney, huh? Right now. Okay, <laughs> thanks, man. Ain't no fruitcake like that. Hey, hey, get a glass of milk and them cookies. That a fruit cake in your front pocket? <laughs> that one of the minis? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. That's a sugar so, cookie so, so. right there. <laughs> That's a throbbing donut right there for you. Yeah, break off that sugar cookie. Yeah. Put it in the pipe. Put it in the pipe. Oh, man. All right. Yeah, so, all right. We better. The perversion. Yeah, we yeah. got to get that out of Get, back, get, get back that, that thing like Get that Scooby snack. Yeah, right, Let's go. That cool Scooby snack going. Come on. Shit, All right. Yeah. Your brother face with hard luck. What? What? Good morning and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified host, Steve Luciano. Come on. Big Lucky. And got the Indian across from me. Chumahan Bone, American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian. Yes. And old blue eyes in the house. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And we got fucking King Salmon and motherfucking Big Pick Mike. Yeah. Michelangelo in the house. Yeah. Yep. We got on the on visuals. We have a special guest. Mm-hmm. Talking 420 shit. Hey. Hey, right? up. The show 420. Ta- well, we're talking 420. We're talking 420. Hey. Talking 420. Listen. This guy brought us the goods. I had to bring some. This is my friend, Mr. Scooby from Mystery Baking. Well, let's welcome Scooby. Scooby! Scooby! How'd you get the name Scooby? Man, bro, it's a long story. I've been rocking Scooby since high school. Mm. And, uh, man, it's a long story, but, you know, uh, the name has helped me a lot because before that, I was in a, like, really ugly ugly pla- uh, path. And like I had like a a, a a a really messed up name, you know, so I feel like my name had to do a lot with like what I was going through. Mm-hmm. So when Scooby was given to me, it felt like I started having more fun. I was just being more friendly with people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just. I mean, Scooby you know was I mean? a good dude, man. That was Scooby a good, good dog. Yeah. He was having a good time. You know, he was just there. He was a stoner dog with the stoner friends. You know, his name used to be Maniac. Yeah, yeah. he went. And then they went from Maniac to Scooby. He's wow, like, oh, it was kind of bad. It was like yeah. some crazy. Like that. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I like I, I, yeah. I'd Scooby's rather like to know is. Scooby. Yeah, like the other guy. That sounds like it might cause. You him. look like a Scooby too. You I look do, like yeah. I grew into it. Yeah, I used to be skinny too, but you know. 
you know, after you eat all those big sandwiches, the Scooby sandwiches, man. Yeah. Remember yeah. that? Remember that? He would yeah. get a sandwich. Yeah. They'd have to tie bite. it down. Yeah, They'd have to yeah, take yeah, their yeah, leg and remember. stack it all up. Yeah. They'd have a bunch of stacks of them, and he'd eat them like that. Hey, bro, I just yeah. showed my daughter Scooby, is a Scooby-Doo cartoon. Mm-hmm. Which is completely different than Way the cartoon, different. right? Way yeah, different. she loved it. Was like it. Fucking, it was like it was like at a that was like cartoons with like a real rough edge to oh, it. Man, oh yeah, sure, right. Like you could kind of tell that they were like reusing Tweakers old backgrounds. Using, yeah, like oh, they sure, were like, yeah. well, we'll just have like five minutes of them running through running doors, around. the same. Well, door. it was the one with well, the one main dude. He was like all scruffy. His shirt was all shaggy, long shaggy, gold. Shaggy, yeah, yeah, he looked like he'd been up for like oh, a week man. on LSD. He had been. He right. was Whenever smoking. Open the door. Smoke will come out. Right, right, yeah, yeah. His, his, and what was weird about it was that his like goatee was the, the same color as his skin. It was, yeah, like, it was yeah. like they, they were like, we're not spending extra money on his fucking. Yeah, we're just gonna run. probably too high. But I could <laughs> yeah. never figure out Fred because yeah. he was like, I mean, he had like that puffy blonde hair, and then he had a yeah. scarf turned around his neck. Yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah. is that, bro? That wasn't. Was it yeah, an ascot? Yeah, What kind of a young dude is wearing an, an ascot, ascot driving a van? You know? Yeah, like right? the whole thing's kind of fucking yeah, crazy. Hey, you want to come see my pet dog? You know, <laughs> get in the van. What's uh? <laughs> yeah, Scooby. Uh, but it was fun, man. Scooby Doo was fun. I grew up with that. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Right. Like it, Where'd yeah. you grow up at? Man, I grew up uh, in Van Nuys, North What's Hollywood that? area. Uh, I came from Brazil when I was eleven. I landed right there on Woodman and Kittredge, in like San Fernando Valley. And then Lajero. I grew up right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, yeah. where from Brazil? São Paulo. São Paulo. São Paulo. Yeah. So I came young from São Paulo. But like, how old were you? So when I I turned twelve here, man. So like, I was eleven, I eleven and a half. You know, huge change. Oh, culture yeah. shocking. Oh, Just from time. the women alone. Like you're in Brazil at eleven. You're starting to hit. You know, some interesting spaces, and you're probably in the paradise of hot chicks. I mean, man, where I lived, you know. It wasn't like that. You know? uh, it was. I lived. You were in like the, in the one area where I there was, was ugly chicks in I Brazil. Was, I was. I was. <laughs> now I wonder why they called you maniac. That's. <laughs> I go crazy too. Mm. So they shot you to Van Nuys. Yeah, Van Nuys, right there, Woodman and Kittredge. I landed right there, straight. You know, <laughs> like that's where I started, right there, Woodman and Kittredge, and that's like a little, you know crazy area. It, it got really bad while I was, you know, while I was growing up there. Yeah. And then we had to move. We moved to North Hollywood, which is like the next city over. Mm-hmm. And then that's, you know, that's been like, I've been there my whole time in America, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. Damn. Yeah, mm. Portuguese. Portuguese. Yeah, that ain't yeah. Spanish. Bro, it wasn't Spanish. I had to learn Spanish. I had to learn English. Was it? Was it? it was well, you had to learn both. Yeah, yeah it was tough. Because, like, what's confusing is, like, when you read Portuguese, you can see the Spanish in there. A little Mm -hmm. bit. But then when you hear it's pronounced, it's completely different. Yeah, man. There's, like, a a funny thing I I tell, like, with my friends is that in Spanish, like, when you say uh, brinca means jump, and in Portuguese, it means play. So my neighbors, I was a kid, you know, I was 11 years old, so I was playing with my friends in in the neighborhood, and I was like, hey, let's play. And I'll tell them in Portuguese, hey, vamos brincar. And then they'll start jumping. And I'm like, what y'all doing? Like, you know what I mean? I, you told us to jump. Yeah, like, I don't know, you know? I was just like a little kid not understanding, like, you know? Right. But that was, you know, Would communication from somebody who speaks Portuguese coming to California yeah. have an easier time of speaking Spanish or Man, a white a- kid? 
moving and coming. Isn't there's some things that loan itself to each other with Spanish yeah. and, and there was Portuguese. a lot because you know the first the first uh, thing I learned in Spanish mm. was uh, despacito because I needed to let song. you know no no but it's like slowly you know so yeah. whenever they'll start speaking Spanish I'll be like oh despacito so like they will they will speak slower. So then so I, I can under- understand. understand and comprehend. Do you speak fluent Spanish now? I do, yeah. Yeah, okay. Still I speak, still speak uh, Portuguese? I still speak Portuguese. Um, I only speak Portuguese with my mom. Obrigado. Know? Obrigado. So it's yeah. like, you know, I'm I'm losing the, the Portuguese right, a little bit. Right, exercising you know? enough. Yeah, yeah, I don't have any, uh, I think not too many Brazilian friends, you know, a couple, but, but very minimal. I mean, Brazil is a very influential, powerful Well, country. wait a minute, bro. Oh, what? <laughs> Just hold on a second oh. there because... Brazil has, uh, I I feel like Brazil's only been recognized only over the last like fifteen years. Yeah, you know maybe it's you know true. and it's true. Pr- prior to that, like Brazilian people would come and people kind of didn't really know or understand or uh, and I a, a lot has to do with I, I'm just gonna say do a couple it. things. Go ahead. Huge, huge, huge mixed martial arts fight scene. Oh. Fighters coming from Grace Jiu-Jitsu and all of that. That helped like a lot. Synonymous a lot. with with Brazilian Brazil. people. Right? You have to say it, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Right. Well, that's in the name. There's a lot of that. There's also have you have you looked at like PBR uh, lately? PBR fucking professional bull riding and stuff like that. No. They, it's dominated by fucking Brazilian. Brazil's a like huge, it. huge thing. Well, huge. Well, dominate, bro. Like so, now you go out to like Texas and they're doing PBR. Yeah, half the the champs are all Brazilian cowboys. Right. The other thing is, and these are just different things that Brazil brings to America, which I think is really gained in popularity. Yeah. I think too is like the Brazilian food and diet and a For lot sure. of the fogo de chaos and um, a lot of the what do they right. call it? the gaucho grills and, gaucho, and that gaucho, whole gaucho, gaucho type of thing. Cowboy. Right, and they're cowboys from South America is what yeah. they are. You know, yeah. they love the same things it's cowboys love here. Hey, man, cowboy shit. shit started in South America. There you go. For real. I'm not bullshit. Don Quixote? No. Oh, okay. That's that's Spanish. But but, but <clears throat> the gauchos or whatever, cowboys, whatever you want to call them, when the Spanish... So, Brazil is the Portuguese. Yes. And in fact, the Portuguese king, when he was exiled out of Europe, lived in Brazil. Is that right? Yes. So while you're right, America probably didn't really understand anything about Brazil until the last 10, 15 years, from a global perspective, Portugal was one of the first motherfucking European countries that was in the New World doing things. Uh, so, But what they brought, the Portuguese and the Spanish brought, they knew back then, 1492, all that bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. They knew that when you went to colonize, when you wanted to set up shop in someone else's country you had to bring the food you ate so they brought the cows there was no cows in america before that south america nowhere so they brought spanish cattle there and that's why the mixed indians the indians some of the whatever european more whatever and the brazilians all that stuff that's why they're gauchos cattle that's why they're cowboys and that that's coming up from the southwest it wasn't like there was cowboys in new york Right. That fucking rode out over here. That's a mm-hmm. whole bunch of horse shit. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now. But anyway, right? Am I wrong about that? No, no, you're right, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. In Brazil, uh, the um, 
like cowboy scene is huge. Right. It's yeah. a big deal. Like the music is big. Mm -hmm. Like when I went back in Brazil in 2013, uh, one of the parties we went to was like a cowboy party. And I mean, there was like 25,000 people to watch wow. the bullfights, you know, yeah, like the, yeah. the uh, Rodeo. And the rodeo, so, yeah. The rodeo, yeah. So it's, Rodeo. Rodeo, yeah. That's rodeo. right. So it's a big thing over there, you know? The and, favelas. Oh, man, all yeah. the stuff that we hear about now. You didn't know all about that, about Brazil 20 years ago. 25 years ago. They just didn't know. It wasn't like the knowledge that we have yeah. today. And when you go down to Brazil, there's all these hot chicks. and all, Like, that mm. wasn't, like, people weren't mm -hmm. talking about that back then. Right. They weren't like, oh, dude, I'm going to go down to Brazil and fuck and there's chicks. <laughs> no. So I think it's become, I <laughs> no. think we've gotten to find out about Brazil and how many different cool things there are through the great people and athletes and different people that have come up from Brazil. Yeah, that's all kind of new. Yeah, yeah. Because when I was in Brazil, it was still like third world, uh, third world country. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it was like where I lived, there was no like running water, you know? Right, right. So it's like the, a truck will come and fill up your water tank every how couple of weeks. Get, how did you get lucky enough to get to america man you know i don't know if it was luck but you know <laughs> yeah how did you get so lucky to get the van eyes yeah. i mean <laughs> i originally was gonna land in uh, uh san francisco and then when my dad came the person that he was supposed to meet in san francisco didn't pick up the phone so his mom has set up like helped set up the meeting with somebody that was living in san francisco and then when he landed in San Francisco, like nobody picked him up at the airport. Like that person wouldn't just pick. Like it was they weren't picking up the phone. Mm. So you know he he had to like find his way. So uh, he found somebody else that was living in LA. So he just he drove all the way to LA, and then started a life here. And then like six months later, then we, me and my mom and my sister came. So it was Think about you know that. Think he about was like that. thirty years old when he did it. You know so. You know, like when I was 30, I was thinking about that. Like, yo, man, like you got to imagine leave everything you have and go start a whole new. Your wife and kids. Life in another you know country. Mean? Learn the language, the, the whole shit. And then in six months, you better be ready, motherfucker. Because we're sending your fucking kids and your wife up. So you better yeah. have shit in order. Right. Figure it out. You have all the answers, right? Go. Yeah, that's tough, man. You know, that's, yeah, that's, yeah that's, but yeah, but it, so listen. It is tough, but also, right, when you live in a community where they're driving the water up to you, uh -huh. you know how to handle adversity. Right, yeah. So you got a leg up. This shit ain't, yeah. He's it ain't, oh, what, oh, we got to wait for a bus what is for this? 20 minutes? No, oh, I can't uh, do that with push-ups. Oh, I don't even man. care. Under that air conditioning? Oh, air conditioning. I live You want to go clean the windows and right. then go eat a meal? Oh, oh yeah, I like that. Yeah. Right, exactly. Right. Outwork all these fucking idiots watching Scooby-Doo every day. Comfortable, living comfort life. Right, right. Right? Man, you know, it's hard work, man. He put in a lot of hard work. He was a janitor at the hospital when he, like, his first job over here. So, and now he works at UCLA. Like, he's he's doing big things. He works in the cancer department. And, like, he went to, you know, he ended up going to school, learning trades. Like, he put in the work, you know? Is it hard? Let's just cut the bullshit. Yeah. Is it hard to have a father who can say to his son, like, you think this is hard? I came here with nothing. Now I'm doing cancer bro. research. Like, <laughs> what are you out of the house at 17, bro? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. tough. Yeah, no. Nah, First was, generation shit tough, is tough. You know, because yeah. how can you outstory the fucking? We left everything we knew. Nah, you can't you beat can. that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because, like, you're 17, like, go out and get it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Mean? There's nothing like, wrong with you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Both That's my, dad, my dad's favorite thing. <laughs> ain't nothing fucking wrong with you. <laughs> oh, you want to go broken? to school? Yeah, right. I got something for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what's crazy? I know this is kind of going back to what we were talking about before, but I think this is kind of an interesting, a cool thing. So, bullfighting, right? So the bullfighting that we're at least in the state side kind of aware of is the is the Mexican style bullfighting, which is you know at some point the matador. Sticks I think that's actually Spaniard style. I'm gonna I'm going right. I'm glad oh. you said that, my friend. Oh, thank you. Oh. So that does it goes back to the Spaniard style of right. bullfighting. Portuguese has its own bullfighting style. Is that right? They don't kill the bull. I like it. We went to Portugal when we were there. We watched it, and what they do is—I don't know if they do this in Brazil, but in Portugal, Portuguese bullfighting is they fuck with the bull, make him dizzy, and do all this crazy shit, right? And at the very end, like five or ten of them line up, and they wrestle the bull down to the ground. And when the bull goes and tries to gore them, they time it so that they go right between. Like three or four dudes will go right between the horns and grab on and start choking them. And the other guys will grab legs and everything and they'll bring them down. And in the Portuguese way, you don't kill the bull. You wrestle that motherfucker down to the ground. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Damn. I don't know if they do that in the Brazilian one, but there is a difference yeah. between Spanish and Portuguese bullfighting. Hmm. Yeah, man, Brazil, there's a lot of love in Brazil, you know, like, even like the flag is like one of the only flags that don't have the color red in it because it didn't win its independence through war, you know? So it's like, how did it get its independence? So the the, the way that it was taught to me in school was that uh, uh, some, uh, like, I forget the names, you know, it's been a while, but right. George the, Washington, whoever was there <laughs> at that time from Portugal, uh, like creating chaos his dad gave the country to him and then like he fell in love with the native mm. and then that's how the country started you know you know what they say when you go red you stay there till you're dead you know well indian women boy they grab a hold of you then you can never let you go you're done mm. 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 So, so tell me so tell me man how yeah. did how did how did mystery baking how did this start to yeah. come? when did this start and flaring up and you got it like how did this come man. to be do you have a yeah. background in this bro or? i mean yeah the story is crazy you know please please i'll tell you some of it i don't know if i can put all the details in like into the time we have here today but it's like i've been i mean i was going through it you know i was homeless and mm. you know i had I, I had a meningitis i was in the hospital for 30 days and when I came out of that, I lost everything, man. I lost my job. Um, I was having a kid at the time. Me and my girl kind of split. She went to her mom's house, and I had to, like, know where to live. I had a van, and I started sleeping in the van. I was just homeless, you know? I was just going through it. And um, mm -hmm. How long ago was this? That was in 2007. Okay, all right, all right. 2009. Well, no, no, 2009. 2009, all right. 2009. So we're talking about 13, 14 years ago. Yeah, yeah, so... Okay. 2009, I was, boom, homeless right there on Van Nuys. I, I had to sleep in the van, and then the van broke down. Ah, oh, shit. And then, like, I got in a car accident. Like, it was bad, man. So I was just going through it. My hair wasn't there. I was, I was just fucked up, you know? Mm -hmm. So I had to get a job. I was like, man, this is not going to work. And I started working at a hospital as a security from there, I was like, man, one job is not enough. I just, like, it took me a long time to get to that point, like nine, eight months. And then I decided, like, yo, man, I'm going to work. Like, fuck this. Like, I don't want to be homeless no more. I just didn't care about nothing. Like, I lost all my friends. I just didn't want to 
just deal with nobody. I just wanted to be my myself and work. So mm-hmm. yeah, I got a job, then I got a second job, and then I got another job working at a dispensary Damn. as a security guard. So working there, like, you know, I network my way. I, I just be myself, you know? Like, I, I met the right people, and uh, one day they needed some brownies. I went home and made some brownies. I brought them back, and then just started like that, you know? I just made some brownies for the shop. Brought them to the shop. But they did you liked already it. have like a, a baking like background? Nah, man. Like, it was necessity, bro. Homes? It was it was straight up necessity. Homeless going through it. I didn't have no no experience. I didn't know how to make the butter. One of the like uh, ladies that was a patient there, she gave me the recipe. Like I was just going through it. I mm. needed some some outlet, you know. Mm-hmm. And so the manager at the store, he gave he's like, man, if you make some brownies, I'll buy them from you. And there's more to it, like, you know, but that's kind of like when it kind of got serious, you know? You started making those infused brownies? Infused brownies. The Scooby Snacks. Scooby Snacks. So, and I Scooby I was designing snacks. flyers for parties before, you know? So, I was a, I've been a a, a a promoter since, two th- like, since I was in eighth grade. I was throwing flyer parties. So, I designed it like a Scooby Snacks label. I put it in there. So, when I brought it to the shop, it looked really nice. It, it didn't look trappy, you know? It right, had like a right. Scooby-Doo thing on it, and then everyone liked it, so I just kept making and making them and making them. And then, it, you know, that from that on, I just started making more stuff. I started making the Rice Krispie treats, and I just more and more and more and more. Now, did know? this dispensary start buying more and more of your stuff? They started buying more and more, and... um Probably, they were probably going through like 200 brownies a week, you know? Fucking great. So, right? but they were small, you know, they were like a little circle. I have pictures of them online, like, like small little circle. They were like, I was selling them for like a buck or two bucks, you know, I wasn't making no money, but it was just like one more thing to be busy, you know, like, right, right, right. Man, you know? when did you sleep? Man, I didn't sleep, man. I was working the shop 12 hours, 13 hours every day, and then go home and bake for like two or three hours. Package them in the morning, bring them to the store the next day. Like, I how would just, you package them? You see yourself? So I, I, I had like a like a baggie, like you know, like the like the baggie you put a five sack in, but it was a much bigger, you know, like mm-hmm. probably like three inches by three inches. Mm-hmm. And I'll put like a small tiny brownie in it. Mm. I had like a, I printed like a business card, and I just stapled the business card on the on the plastic. And I brought them in like that, you know. I didn't know how many milligrams it was. <laughs> I didn't know how much weed I was using. I don't know if I was doing it right, but yeah. I just started, you know. They liked them. They liked them. They wanted more. Was that the time where, like, you needed, like, a doctor's prescription to hit up yeah. the dispensary? This was in 2010, so you needed, like, a, a, yeah, yeah. You needed a doctor medical. note. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was really hard to get one. Right. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, right. you, you, you know, get them in the market, supermarket yeah, parking yeah, lots. Yeah. They were running up selling them. They was running them up, man. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. At one point, there was like 30 bucks for one, you know? So Right. Was, I mean, I had one. I had to get one just to work as a security at the dispensary, right. just to have right. one, you know? So the first stage of mystery baking is basically you just, you know, you know, right. hand to foot, just fucking moving your figuring out whatever. When do you hit the next stage in the business? So... Right there, I was doing that for a while, you know. A lot yeah. of things happened between that, you know, like a lot. Like, right. Uh, I went up going to another dispensary and working there mm-hmm. and then bringing that idea again over there. Uh, like a couple of years passed, you know. And then in 2013 is when, like, uh, I was, like, starting to go to other dispensaries. 
then I'll make them and then I'll go around selling them around North Hollywood, Van Nuys, like all the like local, you know, I wasn't going too far. Like just right. there was a lot of shops in the valley at that time, you know. Right. Right in two thousand and thirteen it was booming. The valley there was a dispenser in every corner, you know. Right. Sure. So I was just I will make them, package them, and then boom, take them to the dispensaries. And then it got really crazy because then, like, people was asking for them. Like, there was, hey, Scooby, like, you got more Scooby snacks? Like, it started getting more and more popular. So then I needed help, you know? And then that's when I started recruiting. Like, I recruited my boy JT. Rest in peace. He passed away a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And then so he was leaving somewhere and. I was living, like, at that time, I already had worked things out with my girl, so we were living together right there in Van Nuys. She saw the wisdom of the Scooby Snack. Ah, oh, man, I don't know about that. Yeah, <laughs> but but I was working at, I worked it out with her. Uh, I brought JT in to help me package, and then that's when I met uh, little Brian, and um, he was, like, a young kid that, like, we met through, a, through like, some events that I was doing, mm-hmm. and then I brought little Brian in to, like, help me make the brownies you know mm-hmm. so then at one point like uh, brian was making the brownies jt was packaging them <laughs> and then i was going out there and selling them hold on yeah. hold on hold on. i don't mean to interrupt but yeah. i just want to understand this so <clears throat> are you still like like operating out of your like apartment like you just got now the... no 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 at no, that no. time at that time like yeah. were you like just opening up and you're like look bro you had like a bunch of cookie sheets and shit bro so like when <laughs> I would buy the brownie mix at Walmart for a dollar twenty nine, yeah, <laughs> bring them to the Betty crib, Crocker, baby. you know what I'm saying? Like make the Scooby snacks, package it all up, and then I had like a clear bin, like one I bought it at IKEA, yeah, because uh, I I didn't want to come in. A lot of shops was getting raided around the time too, you know. So mm-hmm. I didn't want to come in with like a duffel, like a duffel bag or like right. a like a like a black uh, um plastic bin because i didn't want to like oh he got like weed he got, like Announce. i didn't want to get robbed yeah or right i didn't want the feds to pull up on me right. or the cops so i made sure i got like a clear bin so everybody knew i had edibles in there so right and then you I put some dirty laundry on top of nah, it so nah, they nah, I, just, <laughs> I wasn't worried about the edibles i just didn't want like nobody to think that it was weed right because right. there's a big difference you right know? Like, you see the guy with a bunch of brownies, and then you see the guy with 200 packs. You know what I mean? Like, it's right. a big difference. Right. So I'm bringing, I will <laughs> knock on doors and be like, yo, I got edibles. Like, you guys want, and then they would, like, pick through the box, you know? And that's how I was. That's how it started. I would just bring the whole bin, like, yo, you want to check out some brownies? And they would just pick, like, the best ones, you know? But then, like, at what point did you did you move the operation up higher where you're like, okay, I, I gotta be I gotta rent a space or something I can't be trying to make brownies like this so anymore. when I was working as a all of this I was still working as a security you know right and then um <laughs> I end up going to Fontana to work at this at this one dispensary called kosher caregivers mm. and um I was working <laughs> as a security and then I brought the hey I could make brownies you know yeah so I started bringing the brownies and then the one of the owners, Cause I was an armed guard, so I left my gun in the safe, and then at nighttime he was partying and he grabbed my gun and he shot inside the store. No, what? Straight up, he was just drunk. And <laughs> what? The let, fuck? I left my gun there. Yeah, dude, it's like a Pablo Escobar thing, man. He was just feeling all crazy. And he <laughs> shot like, the gun, woo! you know. <laughs> but he had people there, so they got scared. And yeah. They ran out. Mm-hmm. And in Fontana, they have these little things in the poles. Where you could hear like where the gunshot came from. from, 
So then the cops came and arrested him. Oh, that's not good. So I get a call like at four in the morning, like, hey, somebody use your gun. You got to come right now. <laughs> so then I show up Fell to Fontana. And then they're like, the, the, the other owners pulled up, you know, and they're like, hey, Scooby, like, this happened. Uh, his name is Kevin. Kevin is in jail now. So like, <laughs> you got to run the store. Like, we don't got nobody else. So I became the manager of the store. Just like that. Overnight. Just you know? like that. Because Kevin was fucking around. Kevin was fucking around and he, you know, he the was locked up. The hands of fate turn. Bro, it was like over, I'm like sleeping and I get the call and I had just got home because it was far, like Fontana to the Valley is like an hour and a half. You yeah. know, like a, so I just showed up home and I called JT. I remember this clear. It's like, hey, JT. We got to go back, dog. Like, Kevin shot somebody. I didn't know. Like, <laughs> I just heard, like, somebody used your gun, you know? Right. So me and JT drove all the way back to Fontana, and then that's when we found out what happened. And um, Did like, they give Yo. you, like, a ruby ring? And like, nah, You're the, man. They didn't yeah. that. But they're like, oh, we're going to give you some percentages. I've never seen those percentages, bro. <laughs> but so I was working. At, when, when I started right there, that place was, like, 12, 15 people every day, you know? Yeah. By the time Kevin came out of jail, <laughs> I had like 300 people every day coming through the door. You know, I just used my charisma and I was right there working every day. I right. painted the spot. I mean, I ran it like if it was mine. You know? Right, like, right. So when when Kevin came out of jail, he didn't like that. I was like hey. running it, you know? So he fired me. What? How? Yeah, he's, oh, like, he's like, bro. Sour like, grapes. He wanted to put me back as a security, and then nah, and you were like, hey, "I was like, don't man, work I'm like doing that too now. much now. Like, yeah. I, I brought this. I I made this happen. Hey, right? guess you what, know? Kevin? I ran this whole thing. I didn't shoot this gun off <laughs> once. You know, <laughs> I was working hard, man. Like, so I didn't feel right. I feel like he went. I don't know. I feel like he was gonna like. I was starting to feel used. You know, right? Of course. Like I put all this work in. And then out of nowhere, he just, like, puts me back in my corner. Like, you know, it just yeah, feel fuck fucked that. up, you know? Fuck that. So I left there. I <laughs> took the little money that I saved, and I rented a, a house on Victory and Woodman. Mm. It was like a back house. Mm. I, it was like two grand a month. And then that's when I recruited JT and Brian to come and help me and, like, try to, like, at least make the rent, you know, like, every right. month. So I figured, like, man, if I can sell 2,000 brownies in a month, for a dollar, I'll pay for the rent. That's good enough, you know? And that's that was, like, the leap of, like, the first, like, big one of, like, man, fuck it. I got to do something, you know? Like, yeah. I'm going to go a little harder or whatever, but. Yeah. So, I mean, put some, put some fucking faith and belief in your abilities. Man, bro. Fuck it. That's how it went. And then from there, things started working, and then I was delivering more. I started meeting shop owners. And then one day somebody was like, yo, man, like, why don't you guys, why, why don't you open a shop? And I was like, man, it's hard. You need, you need papers. You need this. You need, mm -hmm. I didn't know what you needed, you know? <laughs> yeah, I need something. I mean, I, I don't need, I don't know what I needed at the time, but yeah. he was like, yo, you don't need nothing. Just fucking open it. <laughs> so that shit fucking clicked. You know, I started like, man, I'm gonna find a spot. Yeah. So I found a spot on Lancashire and Oxnard and I didn't have no money still, but I had this little Honda that I bought for four hundred dollars. Yeah. And I talked to the he was like a mechanic shop and he had like a little office he was renting. And I was like, hey bro, like I don't got no money, but like if you let me open a store here, you can have the Honda. And that's how <laughs> and he fucking took the Honda, dog. And then that's how it started. And then I opened the dispensary. What did you call it? The Noho Shop. The Noho Shop. You know, because you didn't have any hoes there. Nah, that was in North Hollywood, oh, so oh, it's oh. like that's known as the NoHo, like yeah. NoHo. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, I get it. Uh.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the NoHo shop. So that's how it started, you know? And I rocked that for a little bit. And then on November 1st, 2013, yeah. they, uh, the city came and kicked us out. What? Because that's when the new Prop D passed. Uh. So it was like a new, like, you know, I was working under Prop 215. Things were kind of loose. And uh-huh. then Prop uh-huh. D passed. And then, like, you're like, if you don't move by uh, November 1st, you had to pay, like, five or ten grand a, a day, like, what? fines or whatever. So the landlord wanted us out. Shit. And I had put a lot into that dispensary, you know? Like, I was rocking there, and I, I, I don't know, man. I just went to a little depression mode, and I didn't want to work in weed no more. I was just done, you know? So I got an opportunity to start working at the radio station, 93.5 K-Day. And my boy DJ Showtime. When was this? When this was is this? 2000, November 2013. Okay. So it's like November 1st, 2013. So right. uh, Showtime got me an interview. I went in there. And at that time, K-Day was kind of getting ready to be sold. There was like a Korean company that was going to buy them out. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of going out of business. But they needed somebody for the meantime to kind of hold things down. What was your? What were you going to do? So... Um, I was going to be like in charge of like the marketing, you know? All right. So they needed somebody to like, basically I was the babysitter for the street team. Yeah. That's what I was, you know? Yeah. So they had a couple of street teamers and they need somebody to babysit them. And that was my position. What, 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 so what goes into that? Cause I don't think a lot of people really understand like just about, I mean, maybe big Lux does, but like, what is, what is a street team? Man, like in in the radio, I mean, there's a couple of different street teams. You for know? the like, radio. For the radio, a street teamer is like somebody that's really going to be representing your radio station. They go out there to remote, like different stores that the sales department kind of set it up. And then they show up and they do like a live remote. They're there. Hey, come and get tickets over here. We have Metro PCS. <laughs> you know, that's that's what the street team does. They're kind of like the, the people in the streets that are like giving away the tickets. But or, the, but but the point is is to draw a crowd to that business correct. and make it look like it's popping. That's like right? the, that's the job of the street team right there. Right. You know? Yeah, it's, it's be really poppin'. like to to network with the brands that they're selling ads to, mm-hmm. you know, to mm. to get their business cracking or whatever, right. you know. Because for like I feel like for like a radio street team, you might have a lot of people that are thinking like at some point I'm going to be the DJ. It happens, bro. I've seen it. I know I know girls that started in the K Day Street team that became radio personalities. Mm. Sally you know? Jesse Raphael. It's just like you know what I mean? You you if you got it And you got it. You got it. And people it's like you're around people that they're gonna see, you know? Right. But like how do you get yourself seen as kinda like a, a personality on the street team? Man, it's I mean, you get the mic, you know? Cause you get you take the <laughs> mic with you yeah. and the speaker to every every event. Yeah. So if you got the you know you got the boss to grab the mic and say some shit then so was big boy like was big boy in the morning was he on the street team at one point like a big dude just running uh, around I don't know you know <laughs> yeah know. he was was he yeah was he I'm sure yeah he was I'm yeah sure. they were doing all that bro and back back in the day street teams too for radio stations 
were out also going to clubs, mingling sure. with DJs, getting DJs to play uh-huh. different albums, yeah. and break albums, and like Street Team had a lot of that stuff. To a do lot with more too, juice you know? in the yeah, streets yeah, before, yeah. but it also depends on the radio station, you know. Absolutely, because at K Day, it's like they don't have a strong signal, so it's like they only only so many people could listen to them, you know. Like say, like in the valley, their signal's kind of slow, like low, so you know you can't really get that crowd. So, like say, like another like power, they signal strong, you know, or like Kiss FM, their signal strong. So, their street team has more power because their radio stations are bigger, you know. Right, more people heard them. More oh, people yeah. could hear how them. How do you man. how do you corral them? Like how do you how do you manage street teams then? Bro, What's the it's tough, man. And it sounds and it sounds hard. It, it it was really hard, but also like you know I was a big kid, man. So I was part of the mess. You know, right. I, I was part of the problem at some point, you know, because <laughs> I was like, you know, like I remember clearly there was one time that uh, one of the street teams, they did something they shouldn't. And I'm like covering up for them, you know, and I'm not like mm. I'm the boss of the street team. I'm not supposed to be covering up for them. Right. And I remember my boss is like, dude, why are you covering up for them? Like, like Loyalty, oh, they're fucking man. cool, man. Like, yeah, I like yeah, them. Yeah, they're my friends yeah, now, yeah. too. So. And that's like, I don't know. That's one of my faults. I make friends with people, you know? Yeah. And then it's hard. Like, even now, like, what I'm doing now, like, I make friends with the securities at work. And I'm like, like I'm hard in trouble, to... you know? Because, like, you know, uh-huh. they're they're messing up or whatever. And then I'm like. And you got dropped the hammer. You know? And then but it's they're not cool dudes. no more. Yeah. yeah, they're cool, you know? Yeah. Like, it's tough, man. Yeah, it is. It is, but yeah. But yeah, so the radio. Sometimes that hammer got a job. Yeah, man. Sometimes you can't be friends with everybody. But trip out on this, though, man. Um, While I was driving over here, I passed by the old KD station Mm -hmm. because it's on the way here. It's on Wilshire. Yeah. And um, 2016, December 23rd is when I quit my job. To restart the Mystery Baking Company. Is that right? How'd that decision come about? Man, bro, it took me like a couple of weeks. And I was, you know, I mean, it's going to sound kind of weird, you know, but I was listening to Steve Harvey, man. And he kept saying, (laughs) like, make the leap of faith, man. Make the leap of faith. So that stuck with me. And I was just keeping, like, I was thinking, like, man, this is not going to work. Like, like the radio station is not for me. Like, it's not working. Like, I was always broke. I was, you know, like, things weren't working out. It's hard to deny the mustache. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I, it was just, I don't know. It it was not working for me. Right. right. You know? You weren't working for yourself. I, I was working for somebody else. I was showing up always late. It, You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't working, you know? Right. Like, it, right. I wasn't clicking with the station no more. Like, mm-hmm. they were mad at me because I was starting to do my own parties. Mm-hmm. Like, I started doing the Rhymefest series concerts, and then they got mad about that. So, it, it, we were just clicking no more, you know. Mm-hmm. It was like it's starting to become a conflict of interest, and it was either like drop everything and just focus on the station, or like, like fuck the station and go try something else. You know? So Steve Harvey said, "You know what? Leap of faith, man, bro. It was in my ear. Like I keep like, I, I feel like I was dreaming about it. Right. I kept hearing that dude saying it in my ear. Like, man, make the leap of faith. Make the leap of faith. <laughs> yeah. And then there's this uh this girl. She's a she's a uh, like a graffiti uh, artist or muralist, San Juan. I don't know if you guys know who that is, but mm. San Juan, she's kind of big in the L.A. scene. Like, she does a lot of big paintings, you know? Mm. And she was looking for somebody to do a video for her. And I was that bored at work. I was like, man, I could do a video for her. 
I, I hit her up like, hey, you got you need a video? I come through. She's like, all right, come. I just left the radio station. Like, I just left like at 3 p.m. I just left and went to go do this video for her. And all day, she took me to like three people or uh, she was the fourth one. But she's like, all right, you're going to uh, get in the car with him and shoot his story and then put it all together to promote some event that she was doing. And then we went to a warehouse with, I forget, I only remember uh, two of those guys that I met, but the first guy that I went to, he had a clothing line. Mm-hmm. And so I went with him and we're driving around and I'm capturing his story and he's telling me like about this lip of faith, man, that he took. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I just had to do it. And now look at me. Like he was telling me about how successful he became in the clothing business. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. And I wasn't expecting that. I thought it was going to be like a graffiti video that she wanted to shoot or something. But she had another idea. I didn't know. I just showed up. So I shot that. She took me to another guy that, like, he sells uh, watches. And I'm capturing his story of, like, man, I started selling watches at the Swami. Now I got my own thing. I'm selling Rolexes. Like, damn. Like, like, all the stories are, like, it was, like, this big grind until finally it was successful, you know? Right. I was like, man, like I go through that grind. The third guy, boom. The fourth guy, like the last guy I went to, it was somebody in the cannabis industry. They're still in the cannabis industry today. And I was getting his story. So now when I went home, the next day I quit my job. Right. You were getting I was just I didn't I never finished her video. I, if she's listening, Sam, when I'm so sorry, like, like I, I didn't give her video. Got all pumped. I up ghosted her, bro. But, but I message. was so like, ex, like excited that I just, you know, I left. You did you, you know? I left. Yeah. I left Katie the next day, and it was December 26th. I mean, December 23rd, 2016. Wait, wait, wait. Today's December 23rd. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm saying. That's a trip, bro. That's what I'm yeah, saying. It was so like, he left that at that point in time to go start Mystery Baking. I left that to start Mystery Baking. So now, right, Rocky Balboa. Yeah. You got you finally broke free. Man. So what do you do? So, man, I'm uh, at first I didn't know <laughs> I didn't I didn't know what I was going to do. I just knew that that wasn't <laughs> it, you know. Right. And I had to free myself to have the time and energy to do something else. And your girl totally understood. My girl, uh, not really. <laughs> not really. She's been supportive the whole way, man, you know? Yeah, but yeah. I, I got to give it to her, but, like, it was tough. But sometimes the women know? don't like it when you leave a secure thing. I mean, And you then know, you don't really have a plan. I was to much on the radio, bro. I was going to all the parties. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I was oh, out and right. about every week. Like, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, hey. I was... Quality time. I was doing too much. I was having yeah. too much fun at the radio station. Got it. Because it comes with a lot of a lot of perks. It's know? work. It baby. don't come with no money, but it comes right, with a lot right, of perks. Right, right, right. Hey, right, I'm right. just this is just work. You know? So I yeah, so I, I did that. I quit the job. It was it was Christmas time, and then I was like, you know what? Because I was doing edibles before, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, I'm gonna get back into the edibles. Like I'm gonna do that. So I called somebody, and I was like. Hey, dog, I need a pound of shake. I want to make some butter. And he's like, all right, don't trip. Call me at 2 o'clock. I got you. Man, I was excited, you know? I was like, man, I'm going to start with, like, I must, if I just got to make the butter, like, it it will start from there, you know? Mm-hmm. And I called him at 2 o'clock. He didn't pick up. Three, nobody. Four, five, six, seven. All day I called him. He never answered my call. And I'm like, man, I quit my job. I'm having second thoughts, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like midnight. And I'm, like, stressed out the whole day, you know? 
and then I remember one dude that like he was like serving me weed when I had the trap shop in in North Hollywood, and um, Frank Roca. I called him. I was like, Frank, like, man, you got any shake, bro? Like, I only got a couple of hundred dollars. Like, I just need a pound or two to get me started. And dude starts laughing. He's like, Scooby, the first hundred are free, dog. Just come and get them. So I literally, like, at midnight, dude, I fucking got in my car and I drove all the way to, like, um, Merced or, like, up north, you know? <laughs> and I picked up these hundred pounds of shake, dog. I drove them back to my crib. <laughs> and now I got this big-ass total fucking shake in my crib. And the fucking, the we start stinking. Yeah. My neighbors are like, hey, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, shit, I got to get this out of here, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I got to get this out of here. So... I was like, man, I'm going to go on Craigslist and see if I can find a little spot I can rent. Mm-hmm. I went to one spot. The lady's like, ah, we don't have nothing here. Like, that's not going to work. <laughs> I went to another. Because I was, I, I mean, one thing I learned, bro, you got to keep it real with the landlords. Right. You can't go there and bullshit them. Like, you're going to be trapping some shit. You got to tell them. And if they're not down with it, right. they're better not down than, with it. Right? Better you know to know I mean? now like, than later. Because later, they're they going to get you in trouble. So right. yeah, I yeah. went to one spot and he's like, I was like, Hey man, I I want to rent your spot. I want to make like these weed butters. And he's like, "You're crazy, dog. You can't do it here." But I know somebody. Mm. So there was another spot across the street that was like a trappier spot that <laughs> the dude was kind of down for whatever. Trappier. He's like, "Go talk to him," and I'm, I tell him I sent you. So mm. I just literally went across the street, and the dude ran me a little closet. It's like a five by five for like four hundred bucks a month, mm. and that's where it started. A Honda. You know what I mean? Like, small, like, and, man, it, it just started getting crazier. Like, it's, I started doing it. I I went, and the first store, once I set it up, I mean, I tried to do it legit, you know? Like, I, I had, like, more knowledge about the radio and marketing, so I wrote, I printed the labels, you know? I got the right jars. I, I spent some time, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the first store I went to, which was uh, Chase Woods uh, on Woodman and Chase on in North Hollywood, mm. I went to this. I walk in all happy as fuck with my twelve butters, like, <laughs> and the dude, like, it wasn't the owner, but somebody that was working there. He looks at me. He's like, "Hey man, uh, I never heard of you, dog. Why would I buy your butter?" Mm. The first shop I went to, I never, bro. Why would I carry your shit? Like, I don't know you. I never heard of you. And he's like, man, I'm at all the festivals. I'm at all these events. Like, if I never heard of you, dog, you're like a nobody. <laughs> bro, I was working at the radio. I was dealing with people every day. Like, I was like, man, I consider myself like the <laughs> the house party king of the valley, dog. Like, I I I can't even tell you how many parties I thrown in my like in my time. I knew everybody in the valley. He's the one guy that hadn't heard of you. I was like, man, and bro. <laughs> I walked out of there with my tails between my leg, dog. Your Scooby tail. And I was like, fuck, dog. Like, I need to fucking let people know who, like, who I am, you know? Right. Like, I need to get out there. Like, so that inspired me, dude, to, like, go every week into every event. I started going to, like, all the high times events. I started going to all the sessions. I started going to anything that I could. I was out every day. I just mm. apply all that all that hustle from the radio station as a street team mm-hmm. and put it into the mystery baking and going sure. out there, going out there, going out there, going out Why there. Why is it mystery? Man, you know, it ha- it's the played off on the Scooby-Doo theme, you know? Yeah, because Mystery Machine the, is the name the, of the van. Oh, the, Scooby-Doo, the Scooby-Doo team, they had the Mystery Inc., which is like their company. 
So like they're driving around, but they have a company mm-hmm. that that got solves it. mysteries. Got it. Got so they got, got the it. mystery ink. So got it. You know, got me it. and my like I always like my whole growing up, I always been part of like the that weird group. You know, like there's always been the cool kids and then us. You know what I'm saying? Like right. there's like the dudes that are like. There's like, you know, a Brazilian guy. There's a Mexican guy. There's a Guatemalan guy. There's <laughs> hey, a white guy. Yeah, you guys you know are a I mean? like, rag, rag tag dude, team. Motley. Yeah, Motley we, crew. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We never been like the clean cut, like, yeah. right. one like of that the, better. Like, the big you know, red one. Yeah, we're like a big those, gumbo, man. Right. You know what I mean? Like, a big gumbo. So I feel like the Scooby-Doo, you know, that's how they are. There's like a weird girl. There's a smart girl. There's a cute girl. There's right, the right, dog. Right. There's right, a stoner. There's Fred with the thing, you know? So yeah, Let me tell you, man. These guys showed up Mystery Bacon for an OTX release we did. They've done a bunch of stuff with cookies. Well, it makes Bur- sense. Burners on Hay. They, they've done the, the it's called, the, what is it, uh, the Bacon Paint? Yeah, yeah, it's the Puff Puff Paint. Puff Puff Paint. Oh, they're all fucking stone and fucking dope. paint. Oh, that sounds Create shit. Lots of things. Who me and... Uh, Snoop Christian, yeah, we're we're putting together this big OTX collaboration oh, drop, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have DJ also, and we're figuring out different <laughs> things. Like, hey, we should call up Scooby Man, do some snacks, some baking snacks, you know? Yeah, while like, real catering truck outside, but something cool, you know? Mm-hmm. So him and his team came through the whole station, brought the fucking wheel from Italy. Bro, that was it. that was ill, dog. One of the big wheels, bro. They were tossing the pasta around in the cheese wheel. What? Yeah, bro. Yeah, he man. bought. Then they were making crepes, breakfast crepes. Bro. <laughs> I can't even describe these things, dude. They were making little Infu- pancakes, like infused so, crepes. No, no, no. Everything uninfused. Got it for that day. In that for got it, got it. But bro. could you get usually? Yeah, they got from mystery. For it. That's what yeah, we do. That's yeah, that's what they do. Infused baking. Holy But this shit. day it wasn't. Bro, let me tell you something. I started bringing OTX cats, friends. Oh, hey, you got to try this. And they mm. started tasting these fucking crepes and shit. Mm. I was eating the pasta. Mm. What kind of pasta? Like Penne a- pasta in like a, in like a olive oil, mm. butter, and fucking Parmesan with garlic. Ooh. Bro, at the Tossed at the around. clothing pop up, bro. You at know the what I mean? Clothing store at Cookies Melrose. Must have been beautiful. That bumping, like a five star dinner right there, man. Delicious. Yeah, awesome. chefs. All in chef whites. They right. all had clogs on. Yeah. Like chefs. So Gordon no, Ramsay. They were all they were all fucking chefed out. Yeah. And like uh, with the hat. Were, yeah. With, with the, the hat. With the hat. What? Yeah, because like you know between the story, man. Like once we started getting serious, you yeah. know, like right after, man, we decided to go back to school to learn the craft. Because now it's like getting serious. We gotta perfect this, you know. But you gotta be real so, fucking. Yeah, bakers. you gotta be real bakers. Because now you can be right there representing mystery baking, and you don't, you know. Dude, you're Wolfgang Puff. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, he's stupid, dog. <laughs> he's stupid. Wolfgang Puff. Wolfgang Puff, bro. Oh, man, I'm Scooby Mystery Baby. <laughs> yeah, you got to get a Wolfgang Puff. California cuisine, dude. Come on, man. It's cannabis cuisine, That's man. it, baby. I love yeah. it. So, yeah, we get down on the baking, man, you know? and um, But, yeah, hey, bro, I really want to say I thank you. And thank you to Christian too, man, for putting hey. us on because Salute. I really appreciate that, dog. Like, I, I, I yeah, it feels man. like... Uh, like, you know, I don't know, man. It just feels real good. I want to say thank you because it's hard to get opportunities, man. You don't get luck all the time. You know what I mean? I get so, luck every Friday. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is. And you know what, man? I 
I'm really thankful, I, bro. I want uh, you to know that, man. Oh, Straight brother, up, you're welcome, Scooby. Listen, I, a scholar and a gentleman, yes, this sir. man, big. I looks. feel like, you know what, man? I think that, you know, I, I think originally we met over at the Cookies Party. Yeah, I remember the, the cookies party? I do remember. And yeah. uh, you know, you would you were you were telling me then you're like, hey man, this is what I do, this and we're doing I that. And you, can you maybe post this or can you want to come to this? And I remember your little your little hustle. I had one of my one of my camaradas with me that night and he was uh, like, We peeped us out, we took a picture with yeah, you, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you stayed on and you hit me and I'm like, Okay, and, and and when you would like lock down the burners on hate with the puff puff paint. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was dope. Was mm-hmm. different. It's definitely. Different. I was like, okay, we get now we're gonna help this guy out. He called me that. about some flyers at the big warehouse party. Mm. Like, all right, let's set this guy up with Christian. Hopefully, mm-hmm. he comes through. And Christian's like, yeah, dude came through. It was on time. He had his shit. Da, da, da. And more and more, I started seeing him being consistent on, on following up on shit. You right, know? like you a know? real guy, like a real fucking human being. Right. And so. uh yeah, we had that opportunity. There's going to be a lot more opportunities. We're going to bring them continue all. Ready. to to to, to bring ready. you guys around, man, and mm-hmm. and let's continue to do some things. And and you know, eventually, you know, you might see some real cool stuff between uh, our brands. Yes, sir. And, Listen, and I can't Baking. think of anything that makes more sense to me than a company called Cookies. Bridging with, with mystery baking. With mystery baking. So it's not a mystery. It's, it's no longer a mystery. <laughs> it's a you no know, brand. The, the mystery is love, man, because it's like a lot of people don't have that in them no more, you know? And I just like to give that a lot, man. And and it's like, that's the mystery, you know? There's a lot of love behind the scenes that goes into making everything. And you gave me a lot of love, bro, because you didn't have to set me up with Christian. You know, it, it wasn't even something you had to do. And you're like, man, go over there. He got you. And you know, I just had to, I did the work, you know? But it was like, man the guidance you know and like yo do it like go over here do that call him i appreciate that man because there's a lot of people now not only in the cannabis industry but in the world that is not like they're they're not willing to help or they you know they pass you by and they just keep pushing you know right and and big luck took a took a look and took was a like, shine you know what i mean like took i appreciate that dog. yeah like, it's dope, God, I want to see my brothers win. You know what I mean? Well, this guy knows yeah. quality. You know what I mean? He doesn't he fuck around. So yeah. when he, when you guys invited me to do the Cookies uh, OTX collab <laughs> release, man, I was like, man, I got to show off for luck. Though. Yeah, and oh, you did. I mean, and like, he and did. you did, and you shot, shot great content, and we posted that shit yes, up, sir. a lot of us. Yes, sir. And, uh, and it was great, man. So it's like, you guys need to follow Mystery Baking. Come Keep on. an eye on what's going on. What they're going to they? be involved in, uh, yeah, and we're going to tell them, they're going to be involved in more things that we got planned out through uh, the course of next year. So keep an eye out. Uh, but Scooby, yeah. why don't you tell people how to find you? Where do they go? Bro, mystery.baking on Instagram. Mystery.baking on Instagram. There you go. Uh, that's it, man. We got that. We on Social Club too, man. Mystery Baking on Social Club. Yeah. So if you know, you've plugged up with Social Club, man, follow Get us. Get on Social Club. Mystery Baking on Social Club, man. It's where it's at, you know? And, uh, man, if you got Lucky's number, you got my number. So if you need to hit me up, hit up Lucky, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or use my name when you DM. Let's go. Yeah, that's good enough. Um, and yeah, and there's plenty of more stuff coming up, Scooby. I appreciate it, right? man. Thank I you, appreciate brother. you, brother. You're a good man. Hey, guys, Mystery Baking. Follow Mystery Baking. And look at all these gifts he brought us, man. Hey, is that flower? Out, or is that that's flower. flower. That's flower. So, yeah, man. What's uh, the matter with you? 
Yeah. Oh, you need some of that flour? You're asking a lot no, about no. it. Do you need some? I'm good. Okay. I, I didn't bring the edibles today, man, because uh, it's all right. You know the flour, though. Is, the flour, flour is right shit. Right I'm glad you brought flour. Yeah, some Granddaddy Purple. It's it's some you know some OG strain. It's fire. Thank you, brother. Man, mystery baking. My Let's boy go. Scooby in the house. Hey, thank you for having me, man. Okay, thank oh, you for really? coming in today and, and blessing us. Juman, what you got, partner? Hey, I got uh, Ovando Bowen, LLP. We wear braids to court. Let the Tomahawks fly the best legal representation that money can buy. That's what yes, I got. Yes, sir. Hey, Big Pick Mike, what you got? Yes, sir. Got Mike Angelo Photography, IG. Uh, BigPickMike.com coming up to y'all. And shout out to everybody who's listening. All of Mr. and Mrs. Earbud. Shout out to y'all. Thanks, Big Dick Mike. No. Hey, King Salmon. Big Dick Salmon. Big. Whoa. Big Fin Salmon. Dragonbags.com. Personal bag needs. Get to 21 faster. If you want to see my my art and my photographs, go to Beyond Dragon. It's my Instagram. What's your art, dude? Oh. What, what, what do you do? Yeah, do you puff? puff? What do you do? What do, you do? Take what? photographs. I oh, draw. oh, he's That's a photographer. Oh, he's a photographer. Oh, he's a drawing. Oh, so it's photography and uh, the bags, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Got you. Right. Excellent. Oh, uh, uh, blue eyes. Sean. Yeah. Sean at MoveMetal.media for all that audio stuff you need. Ooh. And. Oh. And you do some visuals too. Oh, I do right. do visuals. Yeah. I do your Editor. visuals. Editor. I mean, you, I mean, if you want your fucking... Let, let me, let me do this for you. Okay, yeah. If you want your podcast filmed and edited... Right. And produced, my man Sean can do it all. Right. Look at that. Get a hold of Sean. Listen, this guy's running this whole thing right I know. Here. He's also, by the way, we've he's set up. He's got an actual also editor who's putting together things at the same time for him. He's directing the whole oh, thing. He's a director. Man. man, he's a director. Okay. Director Sean. So, if you want to do a short film, you can call Sean. He can call figure that Sean. Out for you too. Screen okay. test. Let's do it. TV it's show. Screen test. Mini series. Documentary. Test. If you can't afford a Esteban, just a call commercial. Sean. Well, exactly. Exactly. If you can't afford Esteban, call Sean. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> If you can't I'm afford the poor, I'm the poor man Patrick Hollick as Stevan <laughs> and you can't afford Big Big Mike or King Salmon, just yeah, get call it. Me. Yeah. No, no. no, no. no. Check it out. Hit us he's, up he's at... somewhere between Mike and Sam. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, I'm why just... don't you get yeah. right in between Mike and Sam? And I'm... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're this show really popping. <laughs> yeah. There's some real baking going. Yeah, we don't we don't want this. Get that this butter smelling yeah. anymore. Get that butter. <laughs> that butter boy. Weird dick shit coming. Okay. <laughs> www.hardluckshow.com. That's right. www.hardluckshow.com. Dude, we were so close to not having to go off the rails, man. We were yeah. like, that close. Hardbutter.com. It's always better when it goes off the rails. <laughs> hey. All right. Thank you, right, buddy. Thank Listen, you, guys, uh, we're out of here. Yes. Follow Mystery Baking. Let's Get go. some of their edibles. Yeah. Get high. All Get right. high. Hasta la vista. Hasta la vista.